Hi, I'm Lee. I'm Joe. And we are the Rewinders, rewatching childhood movies to see if they still hold up. And this time we watch Gremlins Dose, the new batch. Yes. And this is also our anniversary episode show. Sort of anniversary. It's close yeah, enough. It's close enough. We I don't remember exactly when we did it, but it's in the same month and towards the end of November. Yeah. So, one year anniversary Woo. show since our first episode was Gremlins. We're doing this now. Gremlins Dose. Gremlins 2. I say Gremlins Dose because I saw this in Mexico City in the theater with my cousins. In... Espanol? It was in English, but had uh, Spanish subtitles on okay. the bottom. Good enough. But like That's why I got to see a lot of the movies, because I could... I know, I understand Spanish, but reading it was always more difficult. So it was always easy for me to uh, watch movies down there. <laughs> I think I saw Total Recall down there. And, oh, oh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he fights God. Well, I can't think of... Twins? All right, I'm going to look it up. I'll edit all this out. <laughs> And I found it. End of days. Oh, End yeah, of days. That, yeah. He does kind of fight God in that, doesn't he? He kind of does, or not? Not I, God. I should have uh, said God. The opposite of that, Satan. Eh, same thing. Whatever. And now we have cats rolling on everything. And one of Joe's cats bit my hand. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. Bite. Oh, fuck. Yeah, when he starts rolling on his back, just... that's when it's bad news. <laughs> All right. So we're surrounded by furry animals, puppy dogs, kitty cats. At least they don't turn evil when they get wet, although O'Malley might. Yeah, he's the closest thing. Mm-hmm. But he's he would be like the already wet Mogwai. You oh, know, he's, the, a, he's already. Oh, okay. Got he already. Yeah, he, yeah so he came out of Gizmo. Yeah, he's the problem Mogwai. Oh, he is a Mogwai. What memories do you have of Gremlins 2? <laughs> If I remember correctly, I was r- looking forward to this movie quite a bit because mm-hmm. there was so much merchandise geared towards kids from the first movie. Yes. Like the record books and McDonald's things and everything else. And I just was, I enjoyed the first one so much as a kid mm-hmm. that I was like, all right, there's going to be another one. And there's going to be even more gremlins yes. than the first one. I remember the advertisement too was. More Gremlins than the first. And what else do you remember uh, as a kid? As before watching it? Before or? watching as an adult. No, Any, or like... Else? Or before watching, watching it as a kid. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I, whichever. I, I don't know how I... Re- I felt it was really goofy. That's, I noticed that too when I was a kid. just... I mean, the basic beans of how I felt about it mm-hmm. when I was a kid. It was like, the first one wasn't this goofy. Yep, and I would agree that this one is... Different than the first one, but not being a kid, not really understanding movies or knowing what is going on. I had, could tell this one's different. One of the things that really stuck with me was the breaking of the fourth wall, which I didn't understand what that meant mm-hmm. as a kid. But I remember being, this is different in the middle of the movie, yeah. which we'll talk about eventually get to. And even in the beginning of the movie, it's kind of weird. I mean, you could tell that they were making, they wanted to do something special with this movie. Or different with this movie, and special. As, <laughs> and as an adult, they didn't. They went, whatever. We're doing this. I have my theories, and I have not researched my theories, but okay. I will stick by my theories, which I'll express at a later time. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into the plot, and then we'll talk about it as we have watched this now as adults to see if this holds up. Because I did enjoy it as a kid. I, I would say, I, I remember. yeah, I'd say I'd yes. enjoy it as well. It wasn't the same thing, but I still enjoyed it. I still it. liked it because there were gremlins on screen and they were doing wacky stuff yes. and there was Gizmo and he was cute. Yes. So the movie starts with a WB 
cartoon <laughs> opening. <laughs> yep. Which right away sets a different tone from the first movie. Immediate. Immediately. And they have like a mini cartoon open between Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny. Yeah, like the intro where Daffy Duck always hates Bugs Bunny is, is the leader or mascot of Warner Brothers. I guess it's supposed to be the idea of we're supposed to watch. We get you're supposed to get a cartoon before a movie. This old fashioned idea when you went to movies that was your extra that you paid for when you went mm-hmm. to the movie theater. They we don't got, got news reels anymore. No more we news reels. Got cartoons. Them boys are fighting the war against those Germans. Go get them, boys. But yeah, I guess that's the idea. And so yeah. it's wacky. It's and, a little silliness. And they're talking to us. And then to me, it really sets up the fact that. We have moved from what could be considered a light horror movie into <laughs> a Goosebumps style movie, maybe, where it's no longer aimed at adults. This is not aimed at adults anymore. That's the I think vibe this, I got from it. I think this is completely aimed at adults. I'm just talking about kids. the vibe I'm getting from oh. this open. Okay. I all right from the open? Okay, fair enough. Yes. This sounds like we're going to start fighting during this review. Our fight. We're going to have words with each other. Mm. Uh, then we get generic flyover of New York footage. Blah, blah, yep. who cares? Anyone could have done it. Um, then we have an asshat limo driving into Chinatown like mm-hmm. an asshole. And they pull into... <coughs> yeah, then cut. We're in Chinatown, and now we're not in Chinatown. We're, we're on the Warren the... Brothers back lot. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I recognize this lot. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen this lot so many different times, and that's exactly what I thought, too. Yep. I, I I could tell when I was watching this, and Joe's probably thinking the same thing. And now on studio lot. <laughs> but we're you back can... in Chinatown with uh, at Mr. Wing's uh, Curio Shop. Yep. Thank you. I, I struggled to find a word to describe his shop. Curio, old-fashioned. I could name. I lost words in my head. Uh, yeah, you know when that happens mm-hmm, all the time. So and Gizmo's in a little box singing. Yep, singing his Gizmo song. And '80s over-the-top bad guys are like, we brought our boss here to see you. Except he's in, he's in the TV, in and it's VHS. not even a live feed. No, we're, he we're, just taped it. It's taped. So yep. fuck you. Yep. The the I guess. Lieutenant or security thug is played by Robert Picardo. He, he's a favorite of mine because he was on Star Trek Voyager. He played the Doctor. That's why I recognized him. Yep, Robert Picardo. He's great. He was a hologram. Yes, Joe. He was a hologram. <laughs> good I watched job. a little bit of that show. Good stuff, man. <laughs> Star Trek's good stuff. I wish there was a new Star Trek show on TV that Wait, wasn't Discovery. Uh, so the boss is Daniel Clamp. Is that what his first name was? I just refer to him as the Clamps or Clamp. Yes, his, but he's his, played by uh, John John Glover, and he's another character actor I like. Yeah, I like him. He's a good guy. He's a, he's fun. Yeah. Uh, so we get the whole gist that he wants his shop. That's the last shop before yep. he he can build his crazy, stupid, big yep. New York Chinatown. What did he say? Something like when the Orient. Oh, we come. It'll orient you together. Something dumb. He says some dumb thing, and everyone rolls their eyes at this thing. And in exchange, he would get like a premium stand in the middle of the mall area. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. something way worse something. than what he already has, and it's not a deal at all. No, and but you never know how much money he's going to be given. Just that we'll give you more money for your land because since you're the last and only uh, holdout. Yeah. Well, if I learned anything from Pixar movies, they'll just build around you. Oh, that was in the movie Up. All I remember is crying after the first 10 minutes of that movie. 
Did something else happened in that movie? Oh yeah, Doug. Doug the dog. Doug, yeah. Speaking of cute things. So Gizmo's they here. leave the TV and apparently they also left rabbit ears on it or something mm-hmm. because Gizmo fires up movies on it Ooh. and starts watching Rambo. Rambo. But so, it's it's like a five minute loop of Rambo because it, it just yeah, keeps it's the looping. same thing. Rambo. Yeah, and Mr. Wing says, Oh, TV's for dumb people. But my question was so he immediately turns it on, he sees Rambo First Blood Part Two. He knows who Rambo is already before the show before he starts watching. Yeah. So where did he watch TV from? When he was with Billy. Oh. All right, all right, I'll allow it. There, there was, you know, maybe I don't that th- was I don't, First Blood Part Two. And I don't think the timeline he works. Was first he, Blood Part One. Yeah, he must have had to watch First Blood Part One. That makes sense. Which isn't as action packed and is actually a better movie. Kind of. I can't really speak to him because you've never seen Rambo movies. I've seen Part Two. Yeah, because that's of the one how every- over the top it is. And that's the one everyone's seen because everyone's dad loved that movie. It was just called First Blood. Uh, it wasn't yeah, even yeah. called Rambo, and that movie is actually kind of depressing because it treats Vietnam vets very poorly. Uh, hey. <laughs> okay, <no> topic. <laughs> so six weeks later, yes, we get a little six Mr. weeks later. What's his name? Wing. Wing? I was gonna say Miyagi and see if you got on. No, I wouldn't. Wing. I wouldn't have like a wing that flaps. For it. I know. I and, know. And uh, they don't say it outright right away, but you know he did. You know he's dead. And uh, they're gonna finish off. They don't care, and they're just gonna plow a <laughs> yeah. shop. They just plow it right over. Gizmo escapes and gets caught by a random ginger out in the street. Was it both the gingers or just one of them? You don't. I only saw one of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, the brothers, they've been in movies, but more you've you've seen these guys in Terminator Two. He gets uh he he's a guard at the oh that's right at the mental institution, and he gets a knife through the eyeball. Yeah, that's who these ginger actors are. Uh, they're twins. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll talk about them later. You know what? There's so much in this movie. I don't think we can talk about everything. In we this probably movie. won't hit. So on everything. yeah, we're, we're, we'll only be able to hit on the sexiest parts of this movie. The redheaded woman. Wait. Oh, did I just say that out loud? She's not really a real redhead. That's that's you that's shut your whore mouth, Joe. <laughs> Let me have this one good thing in this movie. Wait a minute. Go, go on, go on, go on. Uh oh. What do you mean? She, what do you mean? She's agreeing with me. Oh yeah. So when uh, the guys pick up Gizmo, they're like, "I always love coming to downtown. You never know what crazy things you'll find." It's not really true. I mean, you don't know. You're you've never been in, lived in New York. I haven't lived there. You and just go around I random alleyways around. and and I, just see what weird stuff you can find. Technically, I did. Wait, you were li- <laughs> living that hobo life? No, I was leading teenagers in high, high school across downtown New York. You're not helping at all. So they pick up Gizmo, steal him away. Yoink! Come and steal away. Come steal away. Come steal away with me. Then we see Billy and Kate yeah, are young, in. The young leads in New York City. From the original movie are here, and they work at Clamp Tower. I mean Trump Tower. I mean Clamp Tower. They're quaint people in the busy big city Getting who are just around. trying to get along. Is she the same actor from the first movie? It's Phoebe Kate. She just That's the same actress. Okay. Just kind of changed up her look a little bit. She got a haircut. Yeah, she changed up her look a little yeah. bit. But Billy looks the same. Billy looks exactly think, the same. I can't think of his name because he's he's only done these movies. They start heading to work. They both work at Clamp Tower. Mm-hmm. And they immediately introduce us to the fact that 
we haven't let go of crappy inventions being part of our movies. Yeah. And the entire invention, I guess, we're talking about is... The whole tower itself. The whole Trump Tower is automated and awesome. And I think this is a trope in the early 90s where we're trying to get... We, we were getting Our technology was getting better and better. And we had glimpses of the world of tomorrow in a way. This was one of those things of everything's automated. And isn't that awesome? I do remember something like that. Or TV shows and movies were getting more excited about automated everything. Well, you know, back in this time period, they'd be like, all right, dim the lights, and the lights would dim. Mm-hmm. We still don't really have no. that in an affordable way. We have it in a very unaffordable way, yes. but not in an affordable way. Yep, the voice recognition stuff and whatnot is not the best. And so there's a bunch of gags throughout this entire movie where the building doesn't work right. And it all has the same kind of sound effects that the bad inventions from the first movie yep. had. So people are getting stuck in the turning doors, and we get introduced to the stupid tour hats because there's a lady giving a tour of the clamp building with the dumb hat on. Yep, and that's what Kate does for a living here. She's a tour guide. And we get uh, so those guys who came into the basement to get Mr. Wing. Mm-hmm. They are considered management, and they are jerks. Double downing because they're finding people taking inappropriate breaks. Oh, yeah. This entire giant building has a its own control room. Billy goes to his work. He is a uh, picture drawer. He's not really an architect. Yeah. It's an in-between. It's, hey, draw this building Yeah, of our, what we want our stuff to look like. And that's really it. We're not really told exactly what he does. Yeah, yep. I, I just have a feeling that he draws things. He draws things for his red-headed, very pale business Bronx. lady, Bronx, yeah, boss named Marla, and she smokes a lot. And again, we get doubled down because management comes through again, and they piss all over his picture of his hometown. He comes by, yeah, the uh, Robert Picardo, uh, yeah. Forrester, I think his name is. It's and not a corporate-approved art. And what would you think if people came in with their... World's best farter cups. World's best lover mug or an ashtray that said, set your butt here. Why are you allowing people to smoke in your building? It was the 80s and Marla smokes nonstop. Oh, that's right. So we're getting shown that the building has a bunch of different things in there. It also yeah. has its own cable network. Yes. And it's got, an, I guess, B-movie horror type guy, uh, Grandpa Fred, I think his yeah, name is. Fred. He's dressed as a, a Dracula. He's, he's in that whole outfit like... Uh, a monster type thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's got a show there. He's friends with Billy, but he doesn't like what he's doing anymore. And he got shifted to a shitty time schedule at like 3.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole bunch of silly TV shows and things and squeaky noises. <laughs> she's not barking anymore. At least she's not barking anymore. You're right. Not just squeaking. Um, and we also get introduced that Fred wants to be an anchor. He always wanted to do the news. And we see Clamp's books put out, and they look exactly like Art of the Deal. Yep, that's why I Double said Trump. Double downing on yep. that. Oh, yeah. No, that's the other thing. Yep, yep, yep. He also talks to Billy. Uh, Grandpa Fred says that he doesn't like working here either because uh, he can't show too many older movies anymore because Mr. Clamp likes colored movies. And that was something that was also happening around this time was Ted Turner was colorizing all the classics. And I think he colorized... Um, 
It's a Wonderful Life. And so we're getting to know all the tenants of the thing. Oh, and the weirdest ones. The genetic research. What was their name of their business? Spike O'Life, I think I wrote down. Uh, Splice. Splice O'Life. Yep. Another thing that was happening in the 90s, knowing about genetics and dino DNA. Was becoming more Dolly thought the, about. Was Dolly from the nineties? I think Dolly was. Yeah, eighty nine. It was around this time. I think so. Dolly, the the sheep that got the first clone. And this is where we get Christopher Lee. Yay, Christopher Lee, the legendary Christopher Lee, and his awesome voice. And he's a mad scientist. And he wants your diseases. Oh, yeah, that's right. We get a uh, delivery guy who just wanders into the back past the receptionist and sees all this crazy shit, but actually hears Gizmo sing his his, uh, song. His Gizmo song. So he he likes it and then hands the stuff off to Julia Sweeney, the receptionist. What disease did Christopher Lee want? He wanted malaria, but he just got rabies again. Something like that. I already have rabies. I don't want rabies. But Christopher Lee's a mad scientist in this geno-splicing. Yes. The twins are like, boss, we have something to show you over here. Mm -hmm. And then they turn down the lights, they open the cage, they turn on some music, and Gizmo comes out and dances for everyone before he tries to zoom away. He was trying to scooch out of there real quick. I like Gizmo dancing. Yeah, he's cute. He was cute. Except that I focus on how the the, the color is not exactly across the board. The compositing is... It's good, I it's guess, good for, for the, the time, time, but they didn't do color matching or anything like that. <sighs> You're right. It's garbage. Forget this one. Throw it out. Get, get a new gizmo, duck. Wait, gizmo. Get a new gizmo. Christopher Lee doesn't like that he's going to run away because he wants, he's like, whatever, put him back in the cage. We'll cut him up to see what it looks like yeah. on the inside. Mm-hmm. That's uh, after that, Billy's on the video phone, which were jokes yes. of the 90s because they actually honestly look like this huge pieces of trash that barely worked yep. and had tiny tiny screens yep and what a the, what a thing that's changes that was always the idea was wow in the future everyone is going to talk through video phone and now it's forget that i don't want to look at someone while i'm talking to them i don't want to talk to anyone forget talking gonna... yep let's just go right to texting <laughs> forget all this noise let's just go right, right back to just words yep which is really interesting like no no, I don't want to see anyone on the other side or them to see me. Yeah. So then delivery guy is, is breaking Hump. around, starts whistling the Gizmo song. Billy's yep. like, where are you hearing that? Where's I hearing that? Where are you? Tell me where Gizmo is. Give me back my son. Uh, he's in the lab. <laughs> so then he goes up into the lab. Splice of life upstairs. Yeah, he just goes up there real quick and just takes them. Basically. Yeah, really Let's easy. Some, let let some monkeys go to distract yeah. everybody. There aren't any guards. I mean, the... Delivery guy went up there real quick and just yeah no same same thing just goes up there takes them put up puts them in a toolbox yeah then goes in the bathroom to talk to him. And I he- love movies that use bathrooms. I have to say, why? not enough movies use bathroom spaces. What do you what well, why just because it's an unusual location or you don't see? It's I think you see bathrooms quite a bit used. in movies actually. I'm thinking of like five different movies already that take place in bathrooms. Out of the 50-some we've watched this year, how many had bathroom scenes? All right. We haven't gotten to Kindergarten Cop. There's a huge bathroom scene in there. Uh, uh, They're taking showers together in in RoboCop. 
Yes. Bathroom. Robocop is one of the Another, movies that yep. highlights bathrooms. Uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Big bathroom scene we, there. We didn't watch Lethal Weapon I know, 2. but I'm just thinking of movies out loud. That, I said the ones that we already watched. Well, I don't even remember what we watched. I, I watch one movie and erase that one from my memory and then on to the next one. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. Not a lot of bathroom scenes. True. But was and, that Brute on the... Because you, you use Brute aftershave or something. Uh, I used to use Brute deodorant. Okay, I thought I saw it, some. it was like double downing as like extra sauce, I guess. I don't know. Extra sauce on your like, armpits? It's not just keeping you from sweating, but apparently it makes you smell nice. Double downing on double ladies. I like the fact that the One door for each talks armpit. to you when you go in and out. When like, oh, yeah, it says something like, uh, be a man, welcome to the man's room. room. And I hope you wash those hands. As the other guy leaves, yep. But Gizmo's here. He's cute. He's not safe. Gonna get you home, but have to leave you in the cubicle for a while. But this is when uh, Mr. Clamp comes down to talk to everyone in the cubicle area. John Glover plays this character less like the jerk boss, but more of the... He's kind of a little bit absent-minded and really energetic and happy. Mm Mm-hmm. And he knows what he likes right away, and we'll we'll say that right away. I don't know if that was their original intention. That I don't know. Normally, you would want or think that your main boss guy would just be this angry jerk, but this I don't know. It's seen how they had management. I would want to believe that that's what they had originally planned. But then yeah, I would think he brought this. Level I think in. John Glover did too. Like and he changed it. It's more interesting because that means yep. that he's kept out of the day to day stuff. And yes. Just comes in, stirs the pot, and then leaves. Yeah, and, and he the says jerks some, run the stuff. And exactly, because he says something like, "I'm going to be more involved now," or something. And there's a later on. There's a scene. I'll we'll talk about now real quick. Because he's just bored up in his his uh, penthouse, uh, not mansion, but office, where he's just kind of looking around, looks at the TV, sits down at his blank desk that has nothing on there. Like, oh, maybe we can do some memos. He says to his secretary oh wouldn't that be fun okay let's do some memos i'm excited about this i'm actually gonna do something but i think you're right it's more of the underlings are the bad guys and he's just kind of energetic happy guy because when he sees billy's drawing he gets really excited like that's exactly what i want future asian town to look like clamp Mm -hmm. village or whatever he calls it he gets all excited uh marla just starts elbowing in because she's gonna be like hey big guy i've Blah, blah, blah. She wants to nuzzle up against the guy that's moving up or as at the top already. Yeah. She says, Billy, he likes you. And that means you work for me. We're both going to move up. Let's have dinner tonight together. It's not really what it means, but. In her mind, it is. (laughs) So they plan or she convinces him to go out to a swanky Canadian restaurant. It's so chic. (laughs) I like the idea of I a love chic it. Canadian. I want this, especially I, the way it works. I want it. I want it. I want to go there. I want to eat <laughs> fancy poutine. Uh, so he tell uh, Billy tells Gizmo to stay put. Yep. He's gonna send Kate Kate Winslet to come get him later. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, just stay in put. between that time, of course, Gizmo can't stay put. Yes. So he breaks out of the drawer, and the handyman on the floor decides to fix the water fountain. Imagine that. Do you see who the handyman was? He seems familiar. You see? You, yep. He's uh, John Aston. He's another character actor. This movie is just chock Wait, full of them all. Sean Aston, as in like from the the. Yes, this the is Hobbit? John Aston, Sean Aston's father. What? 
Yes. Is he a hobbit too? He has hobbit qualities and tendencies, but he mostly did, um, like, he was Gomez for uh, oh, okay. the Adams Family TV show and a bunch of other stuff and Briscoe County Jr. A TV show I really love. I never really watched it that much. That's I fine, Joe. Yeah, we'll have to watch Briscoe County Jr. Not for the podcast, just for fun. Because <laughs> Bruce Campbell's in that, it's amazing, and he's the mad scientist in that. But he is here as a janitor, and he's fixing the water fountain, uh, drinking fountain. Which, of course, gets Gizmo wet. Yep. And a bunch of crazy oh, Mogwais yeah. come out. Now now the movie's kicking in. Yes. Because the Mog- evil Mogwais slash gremlins are coming. And they already yeah. have... Definite mm, mm. personality qualities, all of them. And that's exactly what they needed to do with this. Instead of just having random uh, Mogwai slash yeah, gremlins, now they all have mm-hmm. their own personalities, and it's fantastic. And it's the one thing that, you know, they carried over the stripe from the first one. Yep, he's Mohawk in this one. That's but it's the same thing. thing. Same idea, so you, he's the leader. you automatically know yep. he's the leader. He's the leader, which... he's the badass. Eh, Take it or leave it in this one because all of them are so unique that it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't, yeah, and th- yeah, exactly. The other one was just Stripe was the only one that had any defining character ter- characteristics. We have Daffy, that's the name of the one with the googly eyes that's constantly <laughs> just like that. makes sense. Daffy yes. Duck would be <laughs> crazy fucking <laughs> mog- evil Mogwai, and then we have. Um, Lenny and uh, George. Which one is the her? Lenny is a, with the one with the buck teeth. The okay. her. And George is the one that looks like Edward G. Robinson, who always played gangsters. Okay. Yeah, see, yeah, I never catch me. Yeah. He's based off of that guy. Okay. So they're always together because they're George and Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Okay. And it's awesome <laughs> that they all have their own personalities and really characteristics. Now you can tell them a diff- uh, apart. Yes. Yes, it's good. A, a box of Mogwai jumping up and down wanting to be fed. Yep. And then you immediately uh, just pick up Gizmo and throw him into a vent. Yeah, I, this, this is the no goofing around time, mm-hmm. whereas the first one had the whole, they're putting up the front that they're nice just so they can be yeah. fed at night. Like Now no, no, they're no. just like, nope. We have to get eaten. We'd eat, we need to multiply. Yep. We need they, to they know transform. what they want. They want to, the chaos needs to start. Yep. <laughs> Daffy is just going nuts. Oh, he's so entertaining. Okay. The girlfriend, Kate. Yay, Joe did it. <laughs> Comes up to pick up Gizmo. For some odd reason, she must have blocked out reset, you know, memories no, that she doesn't she like. She remembered it, but Billy talked her talked him in, her into doing it. Yeah. Cuz she was saying, "No, not those things again. Yes. No, what if, what if they they transform again. No, no, no. It don't worry. It won't happen. As long as you know the rules, which she remembers. I'm just saying, there's yeah. a league of difference between Gizmo and the Daffy Mogwai. But she doesn't remember, and she's like, oh, you're really hyper, I guess, Gizmo, <laughs> and takes Daffy home by accident, I guess. I guess. And he's just going, with his googly eyes going all over the place. So she takes him home. But we're now we're at the Canadian uh, chic restaurant, which is so good. The waiters are dressed as Mounties. Mounties, yes. There's an elk that. and wildlife taxidermy things at every table. They're drinking Jolt Cola. And Marlene is just excited that Billy's moving on up and she wants to get on the ground, the Billy ground floor. Yeah. That's really it. This That's is about it. That's all this conversation is uh, about. The the restaurant's more important than anything yes. else. And it comes by with a chocolate moose head. It, you know, it's a yeah, Canadian delicacy, eh? You want some horn? I don't really what? remember much about it other than it's, it. it's, really it's giggly. It. It's just giggly. 
Yeah. Yeah, she uh, puts her foot in onto his crotch. He oh, freaks out, man. wants to leave, gets a kiss. So that's the important part. Lipstick on the side of his cheek. Uh, see, and then and he I runs like away. That. And then that's when the Canadian Mountie asks if she wants some horn. He knew. He knows what's yeah, up. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, he's, I'm sure. He asks, too, because he's yep. polite. He's polite. Canadian. He polite. asks, like, hey there, miss. I see that your date has, has abandoned you. Uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, taking a bite out of my horn. <laughs> eh? I'm sure she So then Billy goes home, and their apartment is a mess because he's living with Kate out of wedlock. <gasps> Absolutely right. For and, shame, Billy. And everything's trashed. Mm-hmm. Kate's just covered in mess. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's going on? And she's like, well, Gizmo. Gizmo's acting weird. Weird. So then it's not Gizmo. Yeah, obvi- Billy immediately knows it's not that. And then the Fred Fredericks, the Fredersons, the, uh, the Flutermans, I think, Flutermans, the, the Fluttermans, Fluttermans come over to visit because they were. It was mentioned that they were going to come and visit them. Yeah, so they came a day early or something, something like that. Yeah, it's the family from the neighbors of the first movie, the one that got the tracker through the house. No, that's the exact opposite Joe said to do. Get over here. Minnie, over here. Yep, the Fudermans are now visiting. It's just a bunch of silliness. Yeah. Taking pictures with a big old-fashioned camera and flashing mm-hmm. in eyes. And they just basically talk them out of visiting right now because yeah. they need to drop off Daffy back at the building and find the real Gizmo. And obviously something's gone wrong since Gizmo multiplied. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they shoot them out and mm-hmm. they go back to the building in time for giant rats to be in everything and eating there, and yeah so the building is, lobby is it's past midnight they say and it's open all the time it's like it was like almost like a mall yeah or something because there's stores all over the place i think a spencer's gifts and even a u-haul <laughs> building store or whatever that doesn't make sense but whatever but there know. there's a froyo yeah uh shop there and everyone's Excited because it's brand new healthy food because it's the early 90s. And a bunch of them pop out of the candies and stuff and scare oh, everybody. There's good bits in here because just the animals and animatronics and the puppets that they use for these things are great. Yeah. Good stuff. If I'm not mistaken, do they get wet again during this period? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. They're um, just causing havoc and, and eating food because now they've eaten and yeah. it's past midnight. And Billy starts ranting about... How bad it's going to be. And it's going to be bad. And so he takes an axe right away and goes into the back areas. And he's right. going to break into where they have the main water valve. To so shut it off. So he says, at least they can't get wet. Okay, they've yeah they've eaten probably already at midnight. Well, at least we can stop them from multiplying. But then he gets caught. Basically arrested by the, mall yeah, security. The security guard yeah, wants, yeah, gets bit in the nose by Daffy, who was in his bag. So Daffy mm-hmm. runs away now free. And Billy gets arrested, and Kate just kind of hides back in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, he gets... It's quickly solved as yeah. just... He's been now um, bailed Big, out already. Yeah. And and runs back right away to the building to talk to the head of security, Robert Picardo. They were arresting mimes oh, when yeah. they let Billy out. There's so much That in gave this me movie. a chuckle. There's a lot of stuff in this movie. The stuff yes. mentioned in background, and just all over the place. There's stuff happening. So he runs back to talk to the security guard, say, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some bad stuff going on. How do you know about this? And then some of the people remember that about the incident that happened in Lake Town or whatever their town was. Falls, something falls. Something like that. Kings, Kingston Falls, I think. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> Keystone, I Keystone Falls. I don't know. All these generic town names. Yes. And uh, they had Cocoon. They had Hatched. Yep. And yep. in the middle of one of these segues with Billy and the, the security people who are kind of making fun of him. Yeah. One of the gremlins pops through the uh the board the and yeah. starts attacking basically. Yep, it, it was it was the uh Mohawk. Yep. Starts attacking him. And there's inside jokes saying, "So if these things eat and they're on an airplane and they go over the Yeah, the self-aware jokes. The self-aware jokes are throughout this movie and this is one scene where they're asking yeah. all these silly questions. We had forgotten to mention earlier while the Gremlins. Did, when did they start torturing Gizmo again? Oh, when they turn into Gremlins. What? Yeah, when they turn into Gremlins. That's right. They basically they find like, Gizmo all again. out torturing him. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, they're they're messing with Gizmo quite a bit. But yeah, they had big punch in the face from the Gremlin here in the control room. Mm. Scratches a lady and then runs off when Billy shines a flashlight in his face. And the Gremlins get into splice of life. Oh yeah, good and, stuff now. And they start. Uh, Getting their own definitions even more so. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, drinks the first one that gets transformed for some reason. It's a uh, the vegetable juice, and so he mm-hmm. tr- gets a bunch of vegetables popping all over his head. Yeah. Then the brain one. So then we get. Yeah, I love smart this smart guy. The transformation. He pops back up like a Doctor Jekyll and turns into Mister Hyde, and has glasses immediately. Yep. And is uh, voiced by Tony Randall. Well, I say there. Here we are now. And then one drinks a bat juice, turns into a bat, yes, which is awesome. Then Brainy goes over, grabs the uh, genetic sunblock. Uh, sunblock. Like, hey, oh, we could help the cure part of our problem. You can go out into the world and do things we can't. And yeah, Christopher Lee and the other scientists are watching this. Just, just in, they're not doing anything. Just staying, just watching. Well, what else are you gonna do? Like, this is insane. <laughs> And then silly thing happens here. The bat gets hit with the uh, well, he's flying juice, out, and he flies out, out, and he leaves the bat symbol behind him. He leaves the 1989 Batman symbol yes. in the thing, and then goes out into the world. We also get a return of the Flasher Gremlin. The Grem- I'm just going to talk about the Bat Gremlin real quick oh, once, yep, yep. because the Bat Gremlin comes out. I remember this as a kid: is oh man, everyone's screwed now. This Bat Gremlin's going to just cause havoc, yeah, or it's going to run into Mister Flutterman. And he's going to tackle it and grab it and throw it into some wet concrete. And it's then going to fly up and freeze like a gargoyle on the top of the cathedral they were looking at. Not what I would have expected. Not at all. As a kid, I wasn't expecting this at all. I thought, this thing is going to multiply and now mm-hmm. the rest of the city is going to be in trouble. Nope. Mr. Flutterman kicks its ass and kills it, basically, and stops the spreading. Because, yeah, that's like the one thing, and it happens pretty quick that it Very gets shut soon. down. You got, they shut it down. So the opportunity of hanging that out there mm-hmm. was never really fully nope, chased. But that's okay. They wanted to keep it small and contained in this entire building. Yeah. At some point, one of them creates a fire, this is, and this the is gremlins a, multiply. Yep, this is during uh, Marge, microwaving with Marge. Oh, yeah, and she's right. always drunk because, like, oh, I always use sherry in my recipes half for me half for the recipe i'm drunk yeah and then they multiply here when they start a fire with they're the microwave. putting pans in the <laughs> microwave you can't do that you can't do that yep and yeah now there's a fire water this is where they spread yeah now there's it's chaos yeah and then we get the return of the flasher gremlin where kate mm-hmm. kicks him in the nuts <laughs> or lack thereof nuts and to this point i mean how many people have been killed? I was thinking that too this time around. It's, it's chaos. There, you, people constantly One, fighting. 
Only one. One on-screen death. Christopher Lee. Oh yeah, when they go getting back, getting electrocuted the, by the the gremlin that DNA that turns you into electricity, electricity for some reason. Oh no, they're trying to power rats. That was the idea. Oh yeah, yeah. They're 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 going to that way. You could have electric rats in the city. You can see. So you could always have light bulbs. Who, who I don't understand. <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to make sense. But you're right. Yeah, that's the only one that gets electrocuted because Billy goes back and. Explains it to them. They need to get some guns. Mm-hmm. And they Lee, have guns. Chris Lee has guns, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And when they go to get them, the gremlins already have the guns, already in the closet. Yeah, Mohawk already has it. They gun down. Yeah, it, yeah. And then he quickly drinks uh, the spider, spider juice spider and now juice. turns into a awesome gremlin spider thing. One of them uh, Ooh, drank yep. female juice and became a female gremlin. Yep. One of them... Uh, I wrote Phantom Gremlin, but I'm trying to remember what that meant. It's awesome. There's acid, and another Gremlin throws oh, acid right. on another Gremlin's face and goes, Oh, no! Oh, no, no! Then, but he immediately puts up the Phantom of the Opera mask to cover him and goes off. And yep. it's so good. Just, just, <laughs> just gives a crap. This is silly. Now, is this before or after we had the interruption of breaking the fourth wall? I think this is after. This is, no, this is before. No, because, well, it doesn't matter. But it's around this time where we have the the film strip rips and burns. Yep, that's around this point. Yeah, it's around this point. Um, and this confused me as a kid because it was literally, you're watching it in the theater, and now it, it the, the film breaks and melts. And mm-hmm. then you have hand puppets of the gremlins come out. One does a bunny, then the other one does Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln, which is so good. <laughs> then they start playing uh, old black and white exploitation movie of of nudists playing volleyball <laughs> of course they have people complaining say what are you doing i don't want gremlins these movies are terrible this is this is worse than the first one the mom says to yeah. the usher i'll handle this says the usher and goes up to talk to mr terry hogan who's watching the movie he's he's i think he's fine watching the nudist movie yeah he, he wouldn't have cared he, he says uh mr hogan you have problems with gremlins gremlins oh brother Basically, he gives the gremlins an ultimatum that they better restart the movie, or otherwise, otherwise he'll get all Hulk Hogan-y all over the them. Hulkster. And he rips his shirt off like usual, as he should. That's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> and uh, so then the gremlins are like, "Oh, we're sorry." We're sorry. Yep. He looks at the movie. Sorry about that, folks. It won't happen again. No. All right. In the VHS, apparently they uh, stopped the VHS recording. So when it came to home, they had a whole different scene where. The gremlins were messing with John Wayne, and we're in a John really? Wayne movie, and they're shooting at each other like a Western. I want to see this. Yeah, watch it on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Because I, I never saw it. I only heard about it because Natalie mentioned, I don't remember this version of it, the theater version. I remember the John, the John Wayne version. I've only known the theater version. Yep, apparently that's what they changed when it came up to VHS home video. Fact of knowledge that probably everyone else but us knew. I guess so, maybe. It's back up, and uh, it's all the screens and the control center and the, the logo, and it's like all going to technical difficulties. Yep. And but Grandpa Fred, who met the uh, uh, Japanese tourist, yes. the, the typical tourist who has cameras everywhere on him, mm-hmm. they teamed up, and now they're reporting from inside the building because all the police have figured out, like because the fire alarms were going off yes. and things like that. But this is the only report. Yeah, here's Grandpa Fred's chance to be a real reporter and report from the inside where no one can get in. 
I just I love the fact that he doesn't clean up. He doesn't nope. change his clothes. He's still in his makeup, still it's, in his Dracula costume. To me, costume. that's awesome. And uh, when the owner of the building sees it, Mr. Clamp, he's like, Dracula? <laughs> just, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Trust me, people. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> we also forgot about the other gremlin that got a sex change. No, I mentioned that the uh, Oh, yeah? Got a female juice and then oh. became female. Lady Gremlin is in love with Robert Picardo's character and gives him smooches. Yes. He doesn't like it at first. Not at first. Not Matilda. Uh, Miranda? No. Hmm? Uh, Marla. Marla. Yep. I was getting there. M names. Mm-hmm. Um, is up on whatever floor and gets stuck in a giant spider web. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets uh, stuck there. Kate comes along. Whatever. They work things out. Sort of between each other, and she starts helping her, and that's when the giant spider gremlin comes up and Gizmo fire bosom right in the belly, and Stripe or Mohawk is dead. Yeah, Gizmo started getting excited, or had enough actually, because he was getting tortured. He got hit by a toy train, and he had enough of it, so he started having a Rocky slash Rambo montage, Mm -hmm. and he did that. And then he murders, he fire arrows a thing with, I think, white white out on a bow. And he sets yeah. it on fire. And he murders the the spider thing. So he saves them, and everybody kind of gets together. And that's where we have another moment of mocking, sort of, of the first movie. Where Kate talks about uh, meeting a guy that looked like Lincoln. And how that was so horrible. It's basically the same exact Santa story from the first one, but retooled. Yep, Mr. Flutterman. So, yeah, Mr. Clamp, the whole plan was Mr. Clamp was going to go out. He uses a secret entrance, and Billy explains, hey, here's a game plan. We're going to set the clocks three hours hours ahead of time, and they're all going to be in the lobby, and they're waiting to get out before the sun goes down. So we're going to put up this whole tarp in the front of it. And then when they're ready in the lobby, ready to head out, when they think it's actually dark, when it's actually not, we'll op- drop it. They'll all get fried because that's what's going to kill them. Mr. Clamp's all excited that, oh, yeah, I want to be a hero. I'm going to do this real good. I'm going to use my secret exit and get out of here. And he does that, goes outside. Mr. Flutterman notices it, and he goes back inside. That's when they encounter the spider guy. And then he says something like, what do we do now? And Mr. Flutterman says something, we're not going to give up. Washington didn't give up. Lincoln didn't give up. Lincoln. Ah, and then that. (laughs) So the big idea is that also that Billy's going to flood that area and release the electric. No. Oh, oh, that's right, because a storm came up and they they didn't drop the curtain. So that wasn't going to work out. So secondary was electric. uh, Gremlin got stuck on hold in the phone system. Yep. And so they're going to hose down all the gremlins that are doing New York, New York. Yeah, there's a whole awesome dance number musical sequence with them. And so they start hosing them down and release that guy, which then electrocutes all the gremlins. They all melt. It's cool. That are in the front lobby. Mm -hmm. The SWAT team or something comes in with, with Mr. Clamp dressed up and with guns. Yes. Which... What? It's his own personal army, I guess. And so they start sweeping up, you know, from the first floor on. I guess. It doesn't matter because basically all the gremlins are dead already. They've already melted. They're all dead? Except for one, and that's where the movie ends on. Lady Gremlin yep. as 
has doctor co- has cornered yes Robert Ricardo and <laughs> is saying something like oh she's in a wedding dress yeah and she wants to get married to him and he's horrified at first and has a whole bunch of uh, lipstick smooches on his face but he kind of like well yeah I'll give this a shot sure why not and then the movie ends there's other stuff in there there's too much stuff yeah there's too there's much too stuff much to talk stuff. about it I just want to mention the main game plan which completely failed yeah yeah. But there is so much stuff in this movie that we really can't talk about it. We skipped over a couple stuff. Well, if we did this movie like we did RoboCop, then I'm sure we could, we could talk about all Exactly. Of it. Then we could get through everything and every little gag and bit and reaction thing. But maybe that's but up to you to watch it. I say watch and it. And discover for yourself. <laughs> all right. I am a high recommend of this movie. I enjoyed it so much. I had such a good time watching this as an adult and catching all the, I guess, Easter eggs and all the cool things that are in this movie. Designs, everything. I really, really enjoyed this stupid movie. <laughs> I went into this thinking it's going to be an eye roll. Yeah, that it's going to annoy me or be boring because I had expectations of what I remembered it being. And instead, I got the most probably sarcastic sequel Mm -hmm. that I've seen in a while. Yep. My gut reaction is whoever was asked to make this didn't think it should have been made and went after it in two ways. One way was to fix the gremlins. Yep. And the other way was to make sure that there would never be another sequel of this franchise. I think so, too, because that's really what it feels like. It's like, what else can you say? Like, the gremlins, they happen, and silly things happen. Okay, there's nothing else really to say besides that. Yeah. And And what I love is that the gremlins don't really go out to kill anyone in this movie. Not in this one. Their whole point... As in their namesake yep. is to get inside something chaos and cause chaos. Yep, and that's all they were about: chaos and fun and just absolute wackiness. Even though it, it's surrounded in stupidity, the gremlins are the most gremlin in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could. I mean, no, I wouldn't. Want, I don't want. Ap- you would be changing the time period and putting yeah. them in different scenarios. That's it. That's about but it. But you can't really improve on the whole fact that they're there just to cause chaos. And what else can be done in a remake or sequel? I know the original creator or writer of the first one hated this movie because, no, it's not dark and scary at all. Like, yeah, you already did that in the first one, kind of. This yeah. one is just fun. Uh, I know we mentioned, I think, in the first one, it was kind of a series of bits. Yeah. Same with this one, except more, except they're a lot more fun and wacky and mm-hmm. zany. I, we didn't talk about a bunch of bits in this movie, like the elevator one, the interview with Brain, uh, all these other things that have happened There's in this movie. There's so, so much. many. Yep. Just the 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 building itself will sometimes say things like when they pulled the fire alarm, then it says something. They're the elevator or whatever. Just say an, 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 up. an announcement from saying that your car is ugly and needs to be towed. Yeah. So much in this movie that we just yeah couldn't talk about every little thing. So you're a recommend. I am a recommend. I, it I'm a may, high recommend. It may help to have seen the first one. No. But I think you could enjoy it even without the first one. I think so. This Be- isn't high it, art. No, 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 not at all. This is stupid, enjoyable movie. Yeah, exactly. And they knew that that's what they were doing. Yep. As they're making fun of themselves through the entire movie, making fun of the first movie into this one. Yes. So that was Gremlins 2, A New Batch, directed by Joe Johnson, 1990. 
If you want to rate and review us, you can do that. It'd be cool. We're on iTunes. Maybe another person could review us. That'd be awesome. More than one review? Blasphemy! It'd be insane. So, that ends, I guess, I wouldn't say our spooky-wooky-a-thon because this wasn't a scary movie. It had a vampire in it. It had a vampire. It had a Dracula. It had a giant spider creature. I guess so. It had a giant bat creature. Mm Mm-hmm. Bye.